0: It's the Satellite Sisters. Hi, this is Liam Dolan. I'm
1: Monica Dolan. This is Sheila. I'm Liz Dolan. This is Julie. Real Sisters. Real Life. Real Conversation. Tackling the world one cup of coffee at a time. The Satellite Sisters.
2: We are the Satellite Sisters. Welcome to the show. It is Sunday, September 21st, and we have just the Southern California Sisters here for you today. I'm Liz Dolan. I'm in Santa Monica, joined on the line uh, by our long-lost sister, Sheila Dolan, who's only in South Pasadena. We've had some connectivity issues.
1: I just want to say I like Skype, but Skype doesn't like me. (laughs) I've had about 16 screen names. And I tried to log in yesterday as Entertaining Sheila, and they told me it had been taken. I mean, how is that possible?
2: Well, obviously, you (laughs) took it like five years ago and forgot about it.
1: I don't really remember that, but it could be. I'm really happy to be here with you girls.
2: (laughs) And, Leontola, you are in Pasadena, California.
0: Woo, yeah, I am just recovering from the Outlander wedding episode that I oh. watched this morning. <laughs> Get a bucket of ice water, ladies. I'm ready to take the ice bucket challenge. Woo. You can handle that
2: early on a Sunday morning? That seems well, very emotionally demanding.
0: I wanted to watch it last night, but you know my husband wanted to go to sleep. So, uh, so. <laughs> I watched it this morning. I hope Julie gets a chance to watch it before the Tuesday show. That's all I can say.
2: Woo! All right. Well, we have quite a rundown for you today, uh, Leah. You're going to tell us about the worst girls' night ever. So can't wait for that. Yep. And then, Sheila, you've already had back-to-school night. We're going to hear about that. How can it already be back? Well, I guess you're already back to school. Whatever. Um, then, Leon has some insanely bad career advice, so we always need that. I have a few health issues I wanted to review. Uh, the update on my personal pneumonia, uh, but then also just the vast expansion of paleo into a total uh, lifestyle now um Sheila you have a you had a day of beauty yesterday so of course we want to hear all about that right (laughs) of course (laughs) and Leon has some movie news and I have some movie news so there you go it's an extremely full show starting with worst girls night ever
0: All right, so here's what happened. My husband was out of town all last week, so I made plans with my friend Caroline. We were supposed to go out, Caroline, Natalie, and I, just have a glass of wine. And then Natalie couldn't go, and Caroline said, hey, you know, they're offering these $10 tickets for this play at the Boston Court Theater. Why don't we do that? And that sounded fun, like a play on a Thursday night for 10 bucks. Yeah. Especially because it starred um, Brooke Brooke Adams, I guess, and Tony Shalhoub all right wow that's a blast from the past yes yeah two really good actors together i did not know at the time when i confirmed that they are married they are husband and wife Brooke I App, had
2: no idea.
0: And Tony Shalib. So, I knew that. Okay, go. And the name of the play was Happy Days. That sounded fine. So I said, let's meet at the fab new hotel that just opened, the Constance, and we'll have a drink first, and then we'll go to our $10 play. Great. Yeah, fun. It all sounded good, right? Yeah. So we show up at the new hotel, and this is uh the deuce it brand hotel there. I guess they have very chic hotels in Europe and Asia, but this is the first one in the United States. And they've spent years, years renovating this old <laughs> hotel in Pasadena. And I walk into the bar and, okay, girls, I want you to imagine what's the least flattering color light you could possibly be sitting under in a hotel bar. Might it be a blue light? <laughs> <laughs> wow. A blue light. Mm. And not, Ooh, not just that's a, rough. not just a couple, like a dramatic <laughs> lightscape of blue lights. It was like a bad Christmas light display. <laughs> and made even worse by like bright white furniture in this old sort of Spanish uh hotel. It was just the most bizarre, unappealing hotel bar I have ever <laughs> been in. And so then to take like Horrible service and bright blue lights. Oh (laughs) wow. That is a
2: good start to the night. Yeah, Yeah. and
0: add to that, like wine that was just a lot more expensive than it should be. You know, I mean we're we're not Beverly Hills here in Pasadena, so if you're gonna charge twenty dollars for a glass of wine (gasps) under blue lights, you better bring it faster (laughs) than twenty five minutes after I sit down. (laughs) Tell you that.
2: Well, for twenty bucks you should get your choice of lighting. You should be able to, like, change the color.
0: Liz, at one point, the lights were going up and down and up and down in brightness. And we asked our waiter slash personal trainer, like, (laughs) what is happening with the lights? Is this like the Bellagio? Is it a light show? And he's like, no, there's only one light switch in the whole hotel. And so we're trying to dim lights here, but that makes the lobby lights too. I was like, okay, that's a lie, uh, (laughs) Thor, but all right. So they're having a light switch war between the lobby and the bar? Good. It was just, we're like, okay, let's just move on to the play. Let's not overthink this. We're never coming back here, but okay. So we moved on to the play. And, you know, we hadn't really processed anything other than Ten Bucks, Tony Chalou, Brooke Adams. Well, Happy Days apparently is by Samuel Beckett. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. So that's a
2: downer, right? That's what you're saying? Oh.
0: Downer. I don't feel like examining my soul on a girl's night out. <laughs> oh, wow, Leigh. And those two in a Beckett play? Wow. So here's just briefly, like, the synopsis of the play. Uh, it is, you know, an exploit. Existential exploration of, you know, marriage. Uh, imagine though, Brooke Adams and Tony Shaloub spend the entire two hours and 30 minutes buried in a pile of dirt.
2: Oh, was <laughs> oh, this like the one where only their heads stick out?
0: Yes. Is it that it is. play?
2: Yes. Oh, oh, oh. right. This, high, this is a classic, Samuel Beckett.
0: Yes. <laughs> two hours, Brooke Adams, Tony Shaloub, pile of dirt. <laughs> And Tony Shaloub, we don't see him. He's Monk. If you're wondering, who's that guy? He's Monk, right? Yeah. Very good actor. Many Emmys, Golden Globes. The entire first act of the play, he never turns and faces the audience. There's some grunting and groaning. He never says a single line facing the audience. So it is Brooke Adams who plays this sort of eternal optimist, even though she is being buried alive in a pile of dirt. <laughs> And then never we never see his face. And then in the second act, it's forty-five minutes of her say. She's in the first act, she's buried up to her waist, and then, Liz, you come back in the second act, and she's buried up to her freaking neck in the dirt. <laughs>
2: so, so at this point now, that's like your worst nightmare come true. Anyway, just being buried. <laughs> it is as a, as a claustrophobic, you don't even want to have to look at that. <laughs>
0: And they were so many parallels to, like, marriage or getting old or Alzheimer's or, oh, my God, this is my life, just buried in a pile of dirt. I mean, it just—we started to just sink down and down and down. I mean, and then by the end of the play, like, the last five minutes, the whole second act, Brooke Adams— I mean, she's an incredible actress, and she's doing an incredible job, but she's buried in a pile of dirt. Like, there's no action. And then the last three minutes of the play, Tony Shaloub crawls out of the dirt <laughs> cave, honestly. <laughs> and then crawls. Towards his wife. There are no words. He never speaks a single line, like facing the audience. Oh, and then wow. ironic, ironic for Monk it to was, do that. Uh, yes, I, just, I looked at Caroline. I was like, this was the worst girls' night out ever. He's like, yes it was. I said, we we deserve the complete do-over. <laughs> oh Leon. Oh, that's too bad. That's it was, yeah. Too bad. And uh so just a warning, like I gave away the ending of the play so you never go to see it, okay? <laughs> I don't want anybody in the satellites that's heard to go see this play. Okay. So there you are. Wow. Oh,
1: yeah. Well, you know, I had uh, I had a, my night out. My big night out this week was back-to-school night. <laughs> I ooh, mean, ooh. That, is, that is the Sheila show. And <laughs> um, I am proud to say I've been a teacher for, this is my 25th year, and in the six years that I've been teaching at a private school in Pasadena, total filibuster, shut it down. <laughs> I basically welcome the parents. Um And then I do something which is, I think, very unique and very special. I do a share and care. I, I, I share my goals for their children. And then I ask each parent to introduce themselves, tell us who your child is, and state maybe one goal for your child this year. By the end of the sharing care, we have tears. I mean, it it is, yes, it's very powerful. Um, and, and parents are crying and I, it's, it's just where I want them to be. You know what I mean?
2: So your ulterior motive is actually no hard questions for the teacher, right?
1: Right. But, and so then I have them, they're, 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 they're crying. And then I start my pitch, which is a half an hour. of of fast talking, uh, going through every element of the curriculum, every, everything I expect, everything, you know, that's going to happen in third grade. And then I say, are there any questions? And I'm done. (laughs) I shut it down. And, um, so on one hand, I I'm just very happy about that. Mm -hmm. And, and that's good. That's a good thing. On the other hand, I got some comments this year, which kind of surprised me and definitely depressed me. Um, I always thought, I always knew I was a good teacher, but I'm now being referred to as the earth mother type, Uh which to me, which to me just means I'm old and I'm fat. (laughs) I mean, what is that about? Have I ever been an earth mother type? No. 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 So, well, a couple if pl- you play the caring card
2: too many times, sheila right. you're gonna get Earth Mother sooner or later
1: I'd, maybe it had something to do with the unstructured Eileen Fisher dress I was wearing oh yeah, and scarf that I used as a shawl, yeah, so could be
2: that did you serve any kind of like raw snacks? Was there anything like that?
1: No, there's no food, Liz, oh, but um, that was just an interesting note, yeah uh that I'm now being sort of billed as, as the Earth Mother type. and uh, But otherwise, extremely successful, back-to-school night. And the other thing I just want to say is, all the parents are getting really young. I mean, it is scary. <laughs> when, you, when you look out there, and they're just like these young, fresh faces. And, uh, you know... It's just, it's, it's scary,
0: Leanne. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, well, your kids are eight, so those parents could be, you know, just like 35 or so. I mean, you know, they're young. Super,
1: they're super young. Yeah. And, uh, but again, very successful back to school night and, you know, all is good. And I, I you know, I feel, I feel like I'm off to another great year. Well, Liz, I had the opportunity to go speak to Sheila's
0: class this week. Oh, uh, she needed what? a 20-minute fill-in about author purpose. So, uh,
1: Lian I was, showed up, and we killed uh, it, right? We rocked okay. it. We killed it. My director was there. Uh, the kids loved Leanne. They just could not get enough of her. And they were... It was just a very successful lesson um, on what it means to be a writer, and everybody was very excited, and... Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I've had Julie, Liz, you filled in for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Sheila, you are the last, you are not an earth mother in class. Speaking of shut it down, you (laughs) shut down those kids that are just raising their hands like crazy (laughs) demons. Just yeah. raising their hands for no reason.
1: Just waving their hands in the air. I mean, at, at all times. I shut, yes, Leanne, I'm very, very strict in class. And then and then you call on them, they got
0: nothing. They're just waving their hands. <laughs> I forget about that. It made me laugh. I noticed well, that we... when
2: I did my lesson on Africa, there was a lot of non-question
1: questions. Yeah. People just wanted to add statements they wanted to make. <laughs> yeah i i i said you know, write your question for Mrs. Tridler on the post it They were supposed to be prepared uh so anyway we're you know another another year, and parents are getting younger <laughs> A lot younger. All right. Well, Sheila, I know uh, I have some career advice for you then.
0: Uh, And this is possibly the worst career advice I've ever read. I saw it on someone's LinkedIn page, and I'll just say right there, I don't understand LinkedIn. What is that? I I don't know how I'm supposed to use it. Nothing good has ever come of it for me. No. I, I get a lot of requests from men in Europe who want me to read their manuscripts. Oh. I don't understand that. <laughs> Terry, Thierry, please stop. <laughs> stop <laughs> requesting my friendship. I'm not interested, Thierry, in reading your manuscript.
1: I have good friends that send me requests. I never answer them. So I saw this from
0: an alleged career coach. Okay. Her name is Kathy Caprino and I'm calling her out because I think she wrote this for 17 year old boys. Okay. Here are three things you're not, three things you're not supposed to do at work. All right. So this is what
2: she says you shouldn't do at work.
0: You shouldn't do at work. These are, you know, so, and this is on LinkedIn. Okay. Number one, uh, speak out, behave, or quit out of revenge or rage.
1: Yeah.
2: So she's against
0: that. She's against that. Oh,
2: okay, revenge and rage in the workplace. Well,
0: pretty basic. Going out basic. on a limb with that, Kathy. I know. Okay, here's something else you're not supposed to do: no lying at work. <laughs> <laughs> Again, but is she writing these for seventeen-year-olds? <laughs> well, she's not wrong. Just, again, you can't argue. Right. Don't get out of rage. Stop lying. And here's the last one. Uh, stop declaring you're miserable. All right? No one else to hear you line at work. Oh, that is the path to success. Don't you think? That is going to open up your career for you once you stop declaring you're miserable.
2: Well, it says a lot about who her current client base must it be. That, that this is what they need to hear.
0: Or that people think this is good advice and they're reposting it on LinkedIn, whatever that is. I don't know. I'll keep that in mind, Lance. Keep it in mind, Sheila. No quitting out of revenge or rage. Right? <laughs> so stop lying to those kids. You're never going to call them <laughs> Oh, my gosh. They're miserable enough as it is. Right. Right.
2: Um, Wait. Okay. Well. Thanks for for recommending LinkedIn, Leanne, because yeah. I, I also never click on that. Hey, just, but you
0: have a million friends, Liz. Yeah. Because well, I sometimes get, I'm in your orbit, and yeah. I get and then I see how many people you are connected with. I don't have nearly as many connections, but then I think, well, I'm not really that connected. I sit at home alone and <laughs> work by myself. I <laughs> so. just, you know, I just don't
2: understand it either. I mean, I always assumed it was just everybody who needs a job, you post your resume there. So... And as much as I don't really need a job, I don't go there very often. Right. Uh, but people do seem to be expanding it now into more of a social social network or just like building up their online profile there. And don't you already? I just have too many places to go check messages already. I know right. we've talked about this before, but like. Facebook Messenger, stop at that. that. No, I'm not <laughs> clicking on LinkedIn. Even even the people that tweet me, I have to admit, it's it's days or weeks before I actually see that. So I don't know. There's just too much connection. Actually, which is part of this health block, which I am now going to jump into here. But okay. I in. Just an update on my personal health and, and a couple of things related to health in general. So as I mentioned, if you listened to last Sunday's show, um, you know, I I sounded okay, but right after the show, I went off to the urgent care center in Santa Monica, where I was diagnosed with pneumonia. So, uh, so that's why I was available for
0: the Tuesday show. Right, I, Liz Summer is coming up, and you know what that means? It means you're grilling, you're grilling and chilling sure. there yes. with your with your butcher box. What what do you got going on the grill this summer? Well, you know, here's the thing: because I'm going to be up in, in
2: Bend for part of the summer.
0: Free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com/sisters and use code Sisters to choose your free for a year offer. Plus, get twenty dollars off your first order. Thanks, Butcherbox. Liz, you know we love talking about frame bridge, don't we? We do <laughs> because, because there are just so many fun things to frame. Leon, aren't there? Yeah, I was homesick
2: sure. on Tuesday. And, uh, so when Julie was not available because she's on Nana duty taking care of her new granddaughter in Brooklyn, uh, Leanne, uh, dialed me in. And I gave you a little bit of an update that, yes, I went in and I was, I was having trouble breathing when we were in Jackson Hole, Wyoming for a work thing last week, but I thought it was the altitude. And then when I came home and I was still having trouble breathing in Santa Monica, which is, C-level, uh, I knew I had a problem. Anyway, it didn't take them very long to diagnose this. So, but I had a very low-key week. Uh, I took the antibiotics they gave me, and I feel a lot better, a lot better. So today I went to the American Lung Association website just to like check up again on like, okay, now that I'm a week past, you know, I had the, and feeling a lot better. What, what is my actual recovery arc going to be like? And Mm -hmm. so there's the explanation where there's viral pneumonia where antibiotics don't work. And then there's bacterial pneumonia where your, your doctor will prescribe antibiotics. So that's what I got like a Z-pack. Um, and then there are other things you're supposed to do like, uh, hydrate and a proper diet, which I think is always good advice. But then on the recovery, it says a healthy young person may lead a normal life within a week. So I'm thinking, okay, it's a week. I'm feeling pretty good. <laughs> and then the next sentence is, for middle-aged people, it may be weeks before they regain their usual strength and feeling of well-being.
0: Oh. So that
2: was a downer because, of course, I immediately associated with the healthy young person part of the paragraph before they reminded me, you know, it's like being reminded, told you're an earth mother, I guess. Right.
1: I know. It's, it's, it's just that. Please, please,
2: yes. So weeks before I regained my usual strength and feeling of well-being, and then I started to think, God, it's been like several years since I've had a feeling of strength and well-being.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well- <laughs> you even recognize it. Yes. When what does that know. feel like? No. <laughs> it's an That's a good point,
2: Liz. It's, yeah. it's an excellent goal, but what is that now? I, I don't even know what that would be anymore now that I'm in middle age. I mean, the fact that my birthday was last week has me super conscious of this. And Sheila, your birthday is next week, correct? I know. So, I know. Earth I know mother for, hello earth mother for for September babies you know middle aged September ladies uh we have these things on our minds so the uh anyway my doctor said the only th- I said you know I travel around so much you know getting this bacterial stuff how do I avoid that she said there's literally nothing you can do except wash your hands a lot so I, I'm fine. Yes. Okay. But,
1: I, I, agree, I agree with your doctor. because that, Okay, been, thank
2: you, Dr. Dolan. i for been researching that. Yes. <laughs> My problem is, like, you're on an airplane so much, and I feel like even going into the bathroom in an airplane right. is compromising your immune system somehow. You know, there are just probably so many germs in the bathroom. Oh, uh, it's... Yes. You don't want to do that. Anyway, so so now I'm shopping around for what is going to help me regain my feeling of strength and, uh, and well-being, <laughs> whatever that is. So there was a handy-dandy story in um, the fashion and style uh, section of the New York Times this week called The Paleo Lifestyle, The Way, Way, Way Back. And of course, by now we've all we've talked about paleo before on this show and the sort of crossover between the paleo diet which is centered around pasture raised meat eggs fresh food and vegetables and nuts but no really no carbs or grains or anything like that so there's a lot of crossover between paleo as a way of eating and crossfit lean as a way of working out right yes. so we've had the crossfit discussion before there was one very funny detail in this story about um a crossfit now you can go to like crossfit camp uh it's where participants here's some of the activities (laughs) these are these are crossfit retreats right so the the activities at the crossfit retreats include crawling up hillsides on all fours (laughs) Balancing on logs over creeks, which actually does some fun, and playing catch with rocks. <laughs> <With> rocks? <laughs> playing catch with rocks, Leanne. Like, oh rock. my god! Because I yeah, guess that's what the cave people did. Is mm-hmm. you know yeah. they played catch with rocks. So um, okay, <gasps> so if you want to sign up for that for your your next vacation, uh, go for it. But then, so, but the point of the article was that as people get into the paleo diet and... Okay, colonize, okay, yeah, okay, all right. Yeah, because, you know, it is the nature of my work that it is device-driven. Totally. Uh, yeah. So it's hard to just... um sort of put that stuff away. So there's was some uh, interesting advice in here about what people have done to to make the move from paleo the diet to paleo the lifestyle. And one woman in here says, oh, I'm sorry, it's a guy, says, uh, everyone recognizes now that if you eat a squeaky clean diet but are still going to bed at 1 a.m. after watching TV, waking up at 6 a.m. with an alarm clock and slathering yourself with sunscreen, it doesn't matter how good your diet is, you're not going to be healthy. So I buy that, right? Or I just buy the lots of electronic stimulation right before you go to bed. Can't be good. So Mm -hmm. I actually, for the last month, haven't been watching any TV before I go to bed.
0: Oh, Liz, that's major. Major. I'm sad. I'm sad for you.
1: I am, however, laying
0: in bed, listening to
2: podcasts on my iPad. All right. Well, okay. Okay. All right. I feel like I'm still not getting the bright screen in my face, right? Right. So it's just a little bit of audio stimulation. Yeah. So it's some stimulation, but so I've made that move. Um, I'm not willing to go, let's see, there was another step in here where they got into, oh, here's another thing about sleeping. I wanted to know if you guys, if this was even doable in your lives. So this is another expert who wrote a book called The Primal Blueprint, and it's all about, again, this ancestral health movement. And basically that your sleep patterns, as they were for the cavemen, should be shaped by sunrise and sunset. And that if you could just go with that, you would automatically be healthier. Now, well, am, I, I, am I the I, only I, one who can't go to bed at sunset? That, yeah. seems, like, <laughs> that seems like a bridge too far.
1: Well, I crashed um, after parents' night um, the day after that sunset before sunset, four thirty, I was out <laughs> and i I was out for four hours really after which time I woke up and had a quick snack and went back to bed so i i i, I, I could you can sleep a right whole up. night after a four hour nap. Yes. I mean, that's the kind of energy, uh Earth Mother energy I'm giving out at parents' <laughs> night. I, I think I am an Earth goddess. I really uh-huh. do. I think I need to do, go paleo. Uh-huh. Uh, yes, that's what you need. Another
0: faux lifestyle <laughs> last, layered on top of your many other strange <laughs> health and fitness habits. Yes. Please, so, by all means. <sighs> sisters so you get your free consultation then 50 percent off at prose.com slash sisters and prose is spelled p-r-o-s-e prose.com slash sisters thanks prose
2: leon um your house i know gets up way before sunrise yeah and goes to bed way after sunset
0: yeah. So, well, you know, we're, my husband and I are early to bed, early to rise. So mm-hmm. it's not, it's not sunrise to sunset, but we're, you know, we're pretty good about that. But teenagers, they don't do that. Right. So it's just, the world works in a different way. It would, wouldn't it be nice if we could all like sleep 12 hours a night? It'd be, That'd be so awesome. Great. You know, there's, so there's a lot of sense to that. But on the other hand, we're also not cavemen. Yeah.
2: No, I, one of my problems with this yeah. whole ancestral health movement yeah. is that they did die when they were like 22. Right.
1: right? Well, so they weren't
0: actually that healthy. So <laughs> I don't. That's the. You know, I have seen anthropologists really break down this whole paleo thing. Has you know, first of all, it was thousands. There were thousands and thousands of years between eating meat and the diet we eat now. It's not like that transition happened overnight and made us so healthy. We added all these things into our diet that made us healthier over thousands and thousands of years. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah I, there is actually, you know, answers. You've done some long. research, yeah. Well, I'm tired of people. My husband has gone faux paleo, and basically it means he won't eat pasta. I'm like, okay, but... Uh, sometimes I don't want to cook meat, <laughs> so I'm trying to muster up an argument with that. Like I don't know, you have pasta at lunch. Paleo is not. I won't eat pasta at dinner. I don't know why he puts it out on me. Figure it out. Tell <laughs> him so, to go move a few rocks around he's in the backyard. Do that. That's what he does. You know how he loves moving stuff around. That's
2: that's true. Your your husband does exactly. have some caveman habits. He does, so yeah. So if he's just in the backyard throwing rocks around with the boys, that's good. Yeah, that, yeah, that is good.
0: The boys don't like it, though. But okay, no. Yeah. It was well, funny, though, to see that it is a whole lifestyle. You know, people just want to bond over stuff or well, whatever. If it's your diet and your CrossFit and I, I, yeah. you know, your tequila made from agave, okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: Okay,
2: here here's one last thing recommended in the... Um, in the story in the New York Times about paleo that I think, like, if I get to this point and actually attempt this in front of any, you know, friends or colleagues, they might think <laughs> I've totally rounded the bend. So one of these women, um, who was a confessed television addict, decided to cut out all electronic devices after 8 p.m. But if she does have to check her phone, she wears amber goggles to block the blue spectrum light that she believes interferes with her circadian rhythms
1: so well maybe that's what you should have had at the hotel the other night leon that's what you needed My circadian rhythms
0: will never recover. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, so there's paleo. I think there's
2: some stuff in there for me. Maybe not the whole plan, but, you know, less stimulation, more sleep sounds good. Right. Yeah. Doesn't that seem like
0: a good idea? Yeah, and less processed food. Okay, that's good. Yeah, Yeah. that's fine. And vigorous
1: exercise. That's good. That's all good. Yeah,
0: that's fine. Uh, Okay. Oh, wow.
1: Well, that's, that's a lot to think about, Liz. Yeah. You know, you, you mentioned our birthdays. Definitely, it's our birthday month. For me, it's back to school. It's a time of renewal. So, um, I decided, uh, yesterday, actually, I had gotten to the point where I could not live with my hair, uh, the way it was for like 10 minutes longer. So, my hair had gotten very long, very straggly. And, um, I had to make a quick decision. And I had to make an important decision in my life, which was, I don't think I can go to your hairdresser anymore. <laughs> well,
2: <laughs> and the fact that you know, were driving 30 miles to go to a hairdresser was, you know, you make it sound like I made you do that. Uh, no,
1: you, I, <laughs> I, I, I basically, I liked being part of that fantasy for yes. it's about two years yes. since I've been driving. And part of that that fantasy um and and now I, I believe the fantasy is over. So, Leon, I went online yesterday searching for the best salons in Pasadena. Mm-hmm. So, we do that. Every salon in Pasadena says they've been voted the best salon in Pasadena. <laughs> <Okay>. So, that's <laughs> confusing. Summer. That's confusing. And uh, again, I couldn't go uh, a minute longer with my hair the way it was. So I picked so out. So that's a sl- really the
0: perfect time to make a decision to change your hairdresser. <laughs> <laughs> it
1: is. is when you need and to now, have it
2: cut within the next 10 minutes. Yeah. was available you know,
1: now. Yeah. I realized that. And I called around to a few people and one salon basically said, well, Melissa's open at three. And I just didn't like the sound of that name. So I said, you know what? I'll call you back. I, I you know, I didn't want to go to Melissa, but anyway. <laughs> So I found this salon, Leon, and I know you've driven by it a million times. Mm-hmm. It's right across from the Pete's Coffee in our neighborhood, a very prominent intersection in Pasadena. There's a little salon tucked away back there called Orpheum. And oh, yeah. And they, they feature Aveda products. Yes. So I was looking for something kind of mid-level, right? Yeah. And I, I, tr- I like Aveda. And because I'm an Earth Mother, all of a sudden, I—you know what? Let's go for it. I don't need a big slick salon. Well, I was thinking, Sheila, because you're
2: an Earth Mother, you could just stop dyeing your hair altogether now, because that's—you know—no, no,
1: no, no. no. Let's not go there yet, okay? Because that, okay. So I, I, so I I booked in at three o'clock with Regina. And um, I went in, and the first thing I noticed, and again, the both of the things, I'm, I had a whole day of beauty yesterday, and I am going to endorse both these establishments, but I'm just telling you what I saw and what I experienced. So I'm not trying to diss them, but I noticed that Melissa had a very tight perm. Um, no, uh, Regina had a very tight perm. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't know people still got perms.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So...
1: That was interesting, but she turned out to be great because this is this is the deal. I sat down. She said, what do you want to do? I told her, I need a blunt cut. I need all this cut off. I need about an inch off. I told her exactly what I wanted. She ended up doing exactly what I wanted, and then she said, well, do you think you want a little soft layering in front? I go, yeah, let's do some soft layering. So at one point, I was basically, like, picking out hairs for her to cut. I was it was... There's a co-cutting situation. <laughs> <laughs> I basically, was standing up, looking in the back. And I went from being completely intimidated by my hairdresser at Liz's salon to, to being a co-creator at my new salon for my new haircut, which I, I definitely co-created. And you know what? It's working for me. I mean, I woke up this morning, and it's bouncy. It's fresh. Um, I really like it, and I will That's go back. That's a lot
2: of pressure. Wow, I just don't know if I want that. The, you know, I just want to sit in the chair and have them make it look better, you know. And I'm figuring they have more skill than I do at figuring out how to do that. But well, co-creator I mean, res- status, Sheila. Good for you, taking it on.
1: I, what I respected about her is that she didn't. She really checked with me on every move that she was going to make. It wasn't as though she just went in there and did whatever she wanted. Mm-hmm. And before I knew it, I was telling her which hairs I wanted. <laughs> Soft layering with. And you know what? That's fine. That's fine. I, I, I had a great experience. And then, um, I went for it because I, I needed brow waxing. And again, I'm going to, re- I'm going to reference a place. Which Leanne, I mean, anyone listening, um, I will get $5 off if you go to this <laughs> place. Full disclosure. I am mentioning it. It's the European Wax Center. Now, Leanne, the oh, first. Oh, I just recently noticed that place and it, okay. the name made me laugh. Okay. So please use my name if you go there. The okay. first wax is free. After that, you're on your own. Basically, what I do, I go there, but I have to endure a very hard sell the entire time. Oh, that's terrible! I hate that. No, but I've I, I've just like tuned them out until yesterday. So basically, I've been tuning them out for. I've been there about three or four times. You get a different person every time. There's no consistency. You don't know what's going on. But you know what they do? They take wax and then they just peel the wax off. There's no uh, there's no pain it's it's european so
0: european that
1: way <laughs> <laughs> it's european. is that I, what
0: makes it european
1: they do a whole prep and consultation which i appreciate again so i basically laid down on the table this time i had another new girl she said well you know your brows are uneven and i wanted to tell her well they're uneven because i got them done here last time <laughs> but she said um uh, and I co-created my brows as well. I said, you know, this brow is, is, is very thinning, you know. And then I knew she was giving me the heart cells. She said, well, you know, you are young. She said, you are young and gorgeous. That's what she said to me. She said, now some women come in here. And they're, they're older, so their brows are thinning. And I said, that's just what I told you. <laughs> I am older. I'm a whole year older and my brows are thinning. So I want you to go easy on this brow. So she, she did, she did the brows and then she did the brow powder. She came in with a hard, some hard dark powder and started yeah. filling stuff in. Yeah. And I, it, it was just insanity. By the end, I looked like Elvira. I mean, Sheila. I, so... Wait a
2: minute. I don't understand why you're recommending this place. You just right? described okay. a, a, not a totally in. bad experience. <laughs> yeah. And we're supposed to go there just so you get a discount? Yeah. Yes.
1: Yes, you are. No. I. I, I Well, this was funny because I just find it funny. I mean, she said, "Do you, are you familiar with the three stages of hair growth?" And I said, "No. Lay it on me." Let's do it. Let's tell me. She's like, well, first, there's no hair. <laughs> she just said, stage then, one. That then just stage
2: zero, usually.
1: Then there's a, a little hair. That's yeah. what she said. There's a little hair. Uh, I said, let me guess. The third stage is there's a lot of hair? <laughs> <laughs> or is there just a little more (laughs) and then you need a wax is that the third stage I mean I was just having fun with her because she she called me young I mean please you know that's why you're going back uh but I fell for the brow powder because basically my brows are thinning so I need some powder to fill in and um you know, w- uh, so I came home, washed off my face, got all the powder off. And you know what? It's a great wax job. That's, that's all I want to say. And um, I want to mention the name again. I get $5 off the <laughs> European Wax Center. <laughs> I, I believe they're all over the area. So 400 400 nationwide people. Oh, okay. So does it have to be your location or (laughs) could it be any bad? I think anyone can mention my name anywhere in the country. Okay.
2: Oh, God. We're going to get so much email about this when that does not work.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know. Email Sheila directly.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Do not email. And remember, she doesn't read the Facebook page, so don't put it there.
0: Don't put it there. <laughs> Don't email me at Leon at chaoschronicles.com and ask me to forward it. I get a lot of those. <laughs> no, I'm not the Postal Service. I'm sorry. But that's it. That,
2: my day of beauty. <laughs> oh, hey, you know, that, that sounds good, Shill. There was one other recommendation I wanted to give you that was health-related. At the end okay. of my health block, this was a product I read about in today's L.A. Times under the need-to-know trends category. And it is um, a new product called Thermal Strike Heated Luggage. So it's basically a roller bag of luggage that is electrified. And you you plug it into a wall socket, and then there's a timer unit. And the bag's internal heat uh, takes the bag up to 140 degrees which automatically kills all the bedbugs, <laughs> which might be trying oh, to, I am so, to I'm hide in your suitcase when you're oh. going from a bedbug-infested hotel oh, to I your Liz. totally pristine home. So, Thank you. Um, yeah, so there's a blue light on the timer uh, that tells you when the electricity is flowing, in other words, when the bugs are dying. And it says an empty bag can be debugged in two hours. Oh, uh, But the company recommends that for a, a full eight-hour cycle if it's a bag that still has the clothes in it. So I know okay, you, well, had, you had an issue with this last time you were in a New York City hotel,
1: so I just wanted to pass that along. Uh, oh, yeah. I was going to say, the worse the hotel, the longer you plug that thing in. I mean, and and the blue light, wear amber glasses. <laughs> well, i doing that. I love that idea, Liz. Okay, just passing that along. How much does it
2: cost? Uh, It's like the same as a regular suitcase. It says the blah 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 heated luggage is one ninety nine for the twenty inch wheeled carry on, two forty nine for the twenty four inch wheeled upright, and three ninety nine for the matched pair. So there you go. Heated, heated luggage to kill your bed bugs. That's fantastic.
0: What a show we've had here. We've had bad career advice, theater reviews.
2: Bad careers, process. bad theater.
0: Yeah, okay. Bad,
2: bad wax jobs. What, what other bad things can we recommend?
0: Well, I actually want to recommend one good thing. We had a, a surprising movie choice last night, family movie. I don't know, there we all were, home on a Saturday night. All four of us on the couch, ready to go. It doesn't happen much. So, uh, and all of a sudden on our HBO uh, popped up The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Oh! You know what? This was the uh, Ben Stiller movie that came out last year. I know it cost a fortune to make, and I don't think it did well at the box office. He directed it as well as starred in it with Kristen Wiig. And it was absolutely delightful. Really? So I would like oh. to recommend The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. It is about, you know, based on the famous James Thurber short story, and but this time it takes place the last days of Life magazine. So they're using, the, you know, the photos as a metaphor for life. And I thought it was really touching and charming. It's not a big, broad comedy, so I can understand why maybe summer movie audiences didn't get it. But Ben Stiller's great, Kristen Wiig is great, and there are some other, you know, sort of delightful performance. Performances, Sheila. One of which includes a guy I think may be the guy for you. Oh, so, um, please, please. Yeah, so I know you know for many years your your spirit animal has been Madonna, and uh, <laughs> yes. So this is a sort <laughs> also of,
2: an Earth Mother.
0: Yeah, this is a Madonna recycle. But I have to tell you, Sean Penn is in this movie. And wow, Sean Penn. Okay, I I'd uh, like okay. you to reconsider Sean Penn, Sheila. All right. Well, Charlie's Theron has been reconsidered. Him. I know, and, and I, I, you think like, huh? I wonder what she sees in him. And then you see this movie, and you're like, oh,
1: now I like Charlie. I always liked him. Yeah, I always, I always liked him, Leanne. You know, all right. Does well. it strike
0: you as a little volatile? He is all those things, Liz. But oh, in this, okay. but he is now an Earth father. So okay. I believe. <laughs> okay. I bet he's paleo. He is in this movie. I'm just saying. Oh, And I got your drift. When I saw him, I said, you know, if if things go wrong with Charlize, I think Sheila should find a way. I don't think I didn't think I'd say that. I know your heart in many ways belongs to Robert Downey Jr. But I just ask you, consider Sean Penn is what I would say. But I totally recommend the movie. I thought it was absolutely delightful. We loved it.
2: All right, well, as long as we're talking about uh, sexy movie stars, I have a movie that I want to recommend to a tiny fraction of our audience. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just not sure the whole audience is going to enjoy this, but like, Liam, the whole group on the couch at your house last night, your sons, your husband, and yourself would enjoy the new movie, The Guest. So this is a movie that uh, stars... Dan Stevens, who you will remember uh, from Downton Abbey. Yes. Right? So he quit Downton Abbey because he just didn't want to be like Doughy Doughboy anymore. Right. And, <laughs> and, and he was very convincing as Doughy Doughboy. And, you know, and people loved him and people were really um, uh, just, it was tragic when Matthew Crawley left the show. He has now reemerged as the star of this very bizarre movie called The Guest. And so, and it's a, the basic story is he's a soldier and he comes to this home in in uh, New Mexico and introduces himself to the family there as the good buddy of their son who was killed fighting in the war. Oh, and so okay. he ingratiates mm. himself into this family. I don't want to give too much away except to say that he is not what he appears. And at a, at a certain point, speak, volatile would be a good word to describe um, his character in this movie. So it does, the second half of the movie spins wildly out of control in a fun way. If you are, if you are Liam's son's, Liam Leon or Liam's husband. But if you if you're really hoping to get back to the roots of Matthew Crawley, uh, that's not going to be happening in this movie. Okay, but, but it's more of a. It has a lot of surprises. There is a lot of violence in it, so um, you're you're duly warned. Uh, he looks incredibly different than he looked when he was doughy doughboy. so that is in a very enjoyable part of the movie and it's called the guest i think it just opened this week but it did very well it won some awards at sundance and all the it's been on the oh, film festival okay. circuit so okay. small movie just starting to open around the country narrow narrow group of people who if you would like to see let me put it this way if you've been always curious about The dark side of Matthew Crawley. (laughs) Like, or another way, like, if you'd like to see a movie that is the exact opposite of Downton Abbey... (laughs) <laughs> this would pretty much be it, with Dan Stevens oh. being the only linkage between those two things at all in any way, uh, culturally, historically, uh, in terms of production. Sheila, you might enjoy this. I think, now, you know. Now, what was your
0: movie called, The Guest? No, no that was mine. My movie's The Guest, and my movie's The Secret Life of Walter Mitty.
1: Oh, okay. All right. Okay, I thought they were both called The Guest. Okay, so <laughs> I got it.
2: <laughs> I think the goal, the guest is going to hit some kind of cult status, but not necessarily be yeah. widely embraced. That would be my, you know, that would be my prediction for this movie. Uh, but Dan Stevens, yeah, he's... He's a lot more than Doughy Doughboy. I will just, uh, <laughs> I, I will give you that. So, Thank
1: you for the recommendations, ladies.
2: <laughs> All right. You, you getting out much, Sheila? See any movies? What is entertaining Sheila up to?
1: Well, you know, I, I, according to the paleo, I have to slather on sunscreen before I go out every day or something. No, so. no.
2: They do not believe no. in sunscreen.
1: No. No. I've not been going out. I've been doing sort of circadian rhythm. I mean getting up early and going to bed early, Liz. That's, That's what good. I've been doing. I've yeah. been doing some heavy swimming in my pool, enjoying the Rose Bowl again. Um I'm back on track with that. So I'm just I'm just trying to uh take away the years, the the Earth Mother status that I've now uh gained and um you know, just keep working. And this is just... starting
0: to depress me.
1: So just... <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: just, you know, Leanne, because uh, Sheila and I are both September birthdays. It's yeah. just, It's just right. our month for ruminating about age. <laughs> and, yes. you know. You have your own major milestone coming up, so okay. we will not remind you yes. of it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> give us a t- give us a couple weeks, all right? So uh, yeah, we need to plan a fam party next week. Are people around? Sheila, you yeah. around next week? Liz, you oh, around? Yeah, yeah. Oh, sure. All right. Yeah. September birthdays. Let's figure it out. Okay. Yeah, because um, let's go
1: to that hotel. That will be fun. Yeah, let's get- <laughs> <laughs> yeah have I'd 11, like to see a play hours. about
2: having my body buried in dirt. That oh, would be my good. God. Jeez. That would be uplifting. I wouldn't oh, think about growing old and dying if I was sitting there watching that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay, so uh, so we're the Satellite Sisters. You, you know you can find us at SatelliteSisters.com. You can join our Facebook group. Uh, which is Satellite Sisters. Let's see, what else do we need you to know? If you uh, if you have a download the podcast from iTunes or Stitcher or any of those podcasting services, we would love it if you could subscribe to us, give us a thumbs up, review our show. Anything you can do to share the sisters is always a good thing. And when we post the show every, uh, well, twice a week now, on the Satellite Sisters Facebook group, if you want to share that on to your own satellite sisters online we would love for you to do that anything else we need to remind people of no
0: i think that's it i think that's
2: it yeah all right well uh we are the satellite sisters Uh, leon and
0: julie will allegedly be back on tuesday that's our plan julie will be back that's our she's got a lot of good nanomaterial and then woo outlander woo (laughs) (laughs) and meanwhile don't forget call your satellite sister